Hey, this is Memes, your host, a former makeup artist, and you're listening to Swatch of Horrors podcast, a beauty podcast where we tell horror stories told by the beauty professionals. Not just any horror stories. These are beauty horror stories. And you know what? Yes, I do have a list right now. And let me tell you why. I have my retainers in and it's nighttime and I don't want to take them out. So there you go. I'm going to keep this pretty short. There's a lot going on. I was trying to lay down and go to sleep. It is pretty late in the evening and um, I didn't feel very well because you know what? Your girl's lactose intolerant and what did she do? She ate some cheese this evening. I feel nauseated and you know what? That's what I get. The Asian dream, the ugh, Asian dreams. <laughs> well, it might be an Asian dream to eat cheese without experiencing the repercussions but i meant to say the asian genes are strong in me in that aspect uh unfortunately i inherited um that side of being asian is that's uh lactose intolerance so it sucks because the mexican in me loves my enchiladas and all the dairy and mexican food i love it yeah so i wasn't feeling well because ate the damn cheese and here i am trying to take my mind off of not feeling well and I'm in my closet runny nose as usual we got the mothballs we're recording and uh yeah here we are I just wanted to say welcome thank you if you're a returning listener if you're new well this is a podcast about you know the beauty industry the side that you don't really hear about and I want to give you a little disclaimer this episode that you're about to hear this inter oh god my retainers this interview it's very hard to enunciate this interview was taken or was recorded virtually a few months ago during the election time so you will hear that that's the context that's why it's you know we're talking about the election at that time also wow it has been an exhausting like few days of the new year right i mean uh the insurrection the 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 wackos at the capitol like the domestic terrorism let's let's be real let's call them terrorists because that's what they were okay um and it's it's kind of depressing because because you see the the restraint that that officers have when the rioters are white like they know how to how to not use deadly force clearly and um you know when the protest when when people are brown you know they 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 flip that switch and it's like oh let's use full force yeah let's do it no um so that's depressing to see that they showed restraint but i'm not saying that um they should have used full force i i don't wish that on anyone i just i think what what we all want is we want law enforcement to show the same restraint that they do for white people as they do people of color. That's that's all we want, okay? So that's a lot to deal with, right? Um, our democracy, you know, is 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 uh, call it at risk, or you know, it's being I don't know. It's late, you know. It's a threat, a threat to our democracy. It, it just it's a lot. So I hope you are all are all hanging in there. 
Um, I'm particularly just really tired lately because of everything. Uh, so I'm, you know, trying to take some, some iron. Maybe, maybe that'll help. Had some, had to have a biopsy. So we'll, we'll talk about that later. You know, um, if you have any horror stories that you want to talk about relating to gynecologist visits, send me your stories. I I would love to do an episode on that, actually. I know this is a beauty podcast, but you know what? When you're not feeling good on the inside, you don't really feel good on the outside. And I feel like inner beauty is part of your outer beauty. So let's make an episode about it. I really want to talk about reproductive health and, and you know, seeing your doctor regularly for your checkups, because you really should. Uh, I know we're in a pandemic. I know it's very hard to do, but try not to delay screening. Talk to your doctor on the phone or virtually or whatever you need to do, uh, because I think these preventative checkups are very helpful. And I'll probably get into that in another episode. But yes, please send me your vaginal doctor horror stories something that you've gone through, your biopsies, your your scary stories about the frights that you've had. I want to know about them. I think we really need to have a conversation about it. You're about to hear a double dose of horror stories from my next guest. You know, follow Swatch of Horrors on Instagram, Twitter, email me swatchofhorrors at gmail.com. And let's get right into it without further ado. Let's do it. Swatch of Horrors. Can I just get I'm looking for a new pink or red Today, my guest is a technically she's a former makeup artist now because she just left that world very recently. Uh, She's been a makeup artist for about six years, and she's currently a political science student and is working towards graduating very soon and is going to take her LSAT and hopefully get into law school. I said, hopefully, like, you're not going to. Sorry. I didn't mean it like that. I mean, let's hope. It's better, hopefully. (laughs) You will get into law school. Um, She's worked for a few different brands throughout her career, but now she is focusing on school and she's here to share with us her horror stories. I have with me Miss Ida. Hi. Ida June. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing okay. Um, I've been talking about this like every episode, but I'm trying to plan my wedding that may happen one day because of this virus. Like, you know, like don't know when it's going to happen because obviously wouldn't want a super spreader event. But I literally had to change my voicemail uh, because people were calling me like I hit up a bunch of venues and I'm just going to make this quick because nobody probably wants to hear about this. Um, I um, contacted a bunch of venues and they all want to call you. And I'm like, no, email me. 
I need to see the numbers. It's like, hey, you want to get married here because it's outdoor and you won't spread here. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty much it. And it's like, they're trying to call me and I'm like, no, email me your prices. And some of them are like, oh, come and see the venue. And I'm like, I'm not seeing anything until I know how much it is. Like, there was literally a person who I had to ask two times and she would not send me anything via email so then she checked up on me again and I'm I told her I've already asked you twice for prices I'm not gonna see your venue and I'm gonna go with other venues that have sent me prices because I'm not gonna waste your time don't waste my time I feel like that's always the thing too it's like when you're at the grocery store my dad's like rule of thumb is like if the price isn't on it that means it's (laughs) overpriced yeah so if you can tell me the price of your venue that probably means it's overpriced yeah and some of these venues are like a freaking field with trees and a barn and they want like ten thousand dollars for the venue fee and i'm like get oh i'm kind of exaggerating but not really like i mean yeah this like why it's an empty field with dirt build a barn in the backyard like freaking like i'll just build a tough shed like from home depot and just put it in the backyard and then that's my wildflowers have a few butterflies like catch some monarch butterflies let them go it's just like a beautiful meadow (laughs) i'm not paying like 10 grand to get married in weeds like i'm not yeah Yeah, probably not (laughs) and then so i literally had to change my voicemail to if you're calling about wedding venues please email me as that's the only way I'm communicating until we move forward in the process. Like, you're like, if this is a voicemail that is about my wedding, don't contact me. <laughs> Hang up. Hang up. Oh, oh no. So yeah, that's kind of what I'm doing right now. But yeah, what are you up to? I am currently taking 18 units. Ew. So I am fully submerged into (laughs) a school life of fun and it's since it's an election year and I'm a political science major it's been very crazy because all we're doing is like research and like statistics on the election and everything going on so it's been it's been a little crazy I've had a few minutes to myself here and there but mostly I'm working on schoolwork like 24 7. Oh well I bet you're relieved about the relaxation uh, the relection what is that oh my gosh what am i saying <laughs> the election yes i'm like so glad it's over i think like the months leading up to it too everybody's following the electoral college and the popular vote because clearly like it's just they're both so like everybody's trying to watch it and see what's going on. So we're closely monitoring it for a class. And then the Supreme Court justice decision that just came up with Amy Coney Barrett not that long ago, I was in a Supreme Court class Mm -hmm. at the time. So our curriculum changed all of a sudden last minute. And they were like, hey, we're actually going to like live shoot this right now. We're just going to go straight for what's happening. And I was like, okay, like, let's just throw everything out from the syllabus and start over. (laughs) So it's kind of stressful, but... Yeah, but it's good. It's I'm almost there, so it's been it's it's good. <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm glad uh well, depending on if you're a believer or non-believer, uh, Biden will be our next president, which yeah, it's, it's scary. Which is, scary yeah. the, the alternative facts or fake news that's yeah. out there. <laughs> like 
I mean, because it's worked for us for so long, but now it's failing. I don't know. <laughs> now it's, it's all very <laughs> now it's fake. But you know, that's my opinion. I only send in my taxes by the mail. Like, yeah, yeah. That's... It's like even like most of the, like, if you think about it, the IRS, all these like government agencies, they only contact you by mail. Yeah. Like they don't email you or call you or come to your house in person. So it's just, I don't know. The whole thing is just very, it was very confusing when like all of it started. And now it's just like, what is happening? Like, (laughs) where is all of this stuff coming from? I don't know. It's just like the culture of like not trusting people who go to school and our scientists and our doctors and our professionals. Like nobody wants to believe these people anymore. And they're just like, I don't know. Google it's like doctors or yeah and it was like yeah no I like always say this to my mom too because like we're Iranian obviously and at the beginning of coronavirus like everything that she was getting information from was her friends on whatsapp oh no that's a huge thing <laughs> and me and my dad were like we didn't know you got your medical degree from whatsapp university <laughs> like that's crazy but it's funny because my mom actually she's a dentist so she went to medical school yeah we're like, why like why are you thinking <laughs> like these things are actual like I know that like my aunt sent it to you from somebody else who sent it to her from down the line from somebody who thinks they got it straight from the source but (laughs) like it's not it's not exactly reliable yeah I've heard that about like um the Vietnamese community like I'm part Vietnamese and the the Vietnamese news stations they're like super like fake news so I've heard I haven't like been looking into it firsthand but yeah. everyone's complaining that their parents are watching like super fake news online and and it's just like crazy like it's like funny too because you don't think that you know as adults living your life you've gone through so many things you're like okay like they're rational they're sane these things like it's not gonna affect them and then you hear one thing that like turmeric is gonna cure covid so all we eat is turmeric rice or essential oils yeah we're like eucalyptus oils on like air purifiers that i didn't even know we owned and i was like where like hey why do we have a bucket full of eucalyptus oil like where did that come from and like where's that expensive yeah i was like this this is a little it's a bit much Mm -hmm. but it's nice it's like a breath of fresh vapor rub in my house currently well, I kind of like eucalyptus anyway. I mean, yeah, good. there's the worst sense. It could be like frankincense or something. I think that would be <laughs> awful. Oh my gosh. Um, speaking of which, so yeah, I think there's even like a like a cult following for essential oils where they there's like a pyramid scheme and then they sell these essential oils and then they swear it like cures everything from like cancer to it's just mu- it's just a bit much. I feel like there's girls in my high school that like do that. I think there's this one girl and she's on Instagram and she's always like, I put these drops in my water and I am now the cleanest eater. I was like, what? I was like, is it like safe? She's like, the cleanest can I eat her? Like, yeah, like that's like her thing. I'm brontosaurus like, now? Like, yeah. I was like, what are you eating? Like what, how did that change your diet habits from your essential water like I don't I don't get it and she's just like but you have to buy the twin pack that comes with seven different types of essential oils that you don't actually need but I only use these two out of the pack but since it's a good deal I put these on my dresser and if you use code I'm gonna screw you through this pyramid scheme (laughs) you'll get 20% off and I'm just like oh 
Okay. I hate pyramid sure. schemes. I can't. Like, oh, the shampoo one that's going around in the beauty community, isn't there one? I don't know. I'm kind of under a rock. I've seen a few things and like, like patches or I don't know, just some like, I just can't deal with pyramid schemes and people who are like, oh, this is my business and I am an entrepreneur. And yeah. I'm like, you're a sucker. Like It's like the Mary Kay thing. It's like if you sell enough Mary Kay, you get a pink Escalade. <laughs> And I mean, that's just it. I think some of it can be legit, like maybe like a, a side thing. I don't want to knock s- certain people that are like right. having success with this, but there are some super scammy things out there that I'm just oh, for not sure. I feel like most of them too, though, aren't products. They're like, do this to get rich fast. They're like, I'm 21 and I have my own home and my own <laughs> Lamborghini. And I'm just like, but what, like, how'd you get there? And they're like, but you need a mentor and you need to pay us and then you'll eventually get rich. And I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. I was like, you know, whatever to my education, let's just get rich. I'll pay you as now, right now. I was like, yes, I need money now. So you're right. I'm going to pay you $50 a day and then we'll get there. So it's so easy. I think everyone would do it. It's just like people just look for the quickest thing and they don't want to just, yeah, anyway. But uh, <laughs> stay in school, kids. Um, Honestly. So you're here to talk about uh, a horror story that happened to you. And go ahead and tell us what happened with this situation. Yeah. So this actually happened after COVID. So this is like right when I went back to work when stores opened up. And the thing is, is not a lot of people are coming in. Obviously a lot of people are scared, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so it was kind of dead. It was like, I think a Monday or a Tuesday. And it was like, I was on a closing shift. I was going to be there a little bit later. And the phone started ringing in, not my department as I was walking back to my counter. And I was like, oh, well, nobody's here. I'll answer the phone, whatever. So I answer the phone and it's this like sweet old lady And you could tell she's like much older and she asked me about hats Mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, well, I actually work in cosmetics. I don't really know much about hats, but I can like look in our system and see if we carry it. And if we carry it, because this is obviously a department store, Mm -hmm. I was like, if we carry it, I can ship it to you so you don't actually have to come in. And she's like, oh, that would be so sweet. So, you know, we have the conversation. I find the hat for her, whatever. And then afterwards I was like, okay, so we'll ship it to you. Did all of that. And I asked her if she had any more questions. And then she goes into lipsticks and was talking about a bunch of different brands. And then I was talking about my specific brand of lipstick. And we got into that for another 10 minutes. This is all on the phone. And this is all on the phone. So like, I'm just standing here, not even at my counter, just somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. And then I was like, okay, well, if there's something else I can do for you. And she's like, actually, can I ask you one more question? <laughs> and I was like, oh, this sweet old lady, of course you can. Can I, I was ask like, no you problem. a question, dear? Yeah. She's like, sweetie, please, may I ask you a question? <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, yes. Uh-huh. Deadpan. <clears throat> I kid you not, like straight out of a horror movie, flat voice. <laughs> she goes, where are you going to go when you die? <laughs> and I was like, I stood there for a second. I was like, what? I was like, did I hear that wrong? And I thought to myself, I was like, okay. Um, I was like, well, this is a recorded work line. So what do I say? I was going to be like, to hell, bye. Like, 
hang up? Yeah. Like, what am I going to do? And so I was like, oh, um, I, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, I'm not sure. Like, I'm not going to get religious with you over the phone. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, you don't know? And I was like, oh, no. Is that bad? And she was like, young kids, you should know. And then she goes, Jesus died for you, for your sins, like yelling at me. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, "Um, listen, crazy pants. I was like, okay, (laughs) sounds good. Like I'm going to go. And then she starts laughing. You know, the creepy horror laugh, like a grandma in a scary movie. (laughs) She goes, repent, (laughs) repent today. (laughs) Beg for Jesus to forgive your sin so you don't go to hell. (laughs) And I'm just like standing there on the phone. I'm like looking around. I was like, is anybody seeing me right now? Am I being punked? Like, is somebody going to come in through that door and be like, this is a big joke. And so she keeps doing this. And I was like, how do we get off this phone call? Because mm-hmm. like, it's not even like this is an in-person interaction. Well, I'm just like, okay. And I was like, yeah, um, thanks for the advice. Have a good day. And I hung up the phone. <laughs> and I was like, I, and I stood there for a minute and I took a breath like behind my mask, obviously working a nine hour shift. Yeah. I'd been there all day and I was like getting close to closing. And I was like, I happened to walk by the one phone in the whole entire store for a lady who didn't even really have makeup questions. Jesus was calling you. To tell me that Jesus is calling and I have to repent now. And I remember the phone rang again after that, like maybe two minutes later. And I was like, if she's calling back, I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to (laughs) walk out that door and I'm not going to look back because absolutely not like there's no way there's some bad juju in this place yeah like I don't know what's gonna happen so (laughs) I answered the phone and ended up not being that it was actually like somebody calling for something else and I was like okay yeah and I was like you're not gonna ask me where I'm gonna go when I die right like in my head and I was like (laughs) I'm not gonna have like this same situation but yeah that was like overall the it was probably the weirdest thing I just felt like I jumped into like one of those like sinister movie sets oh or like your normal activity where like the old lady comes in or like, have you seen the new it? The um, it chapter two? Like half of it. I didn't finish it. So there's like a part where an old lady's in a room and she invites her into her old house to have a cup of tea. And then she comes out as this creepy demon thing. Oh, oh no. And I was like, I felt like that was her on the phone. I was like, <laughs> that's it. Like, and it would be one thing if she was just like, you know, I believe in Jesus or it's like people that are trying to like just spread the word of God. But it wasn't but it was like she, that. It wasn't like that. She just deadpan, like super sweet old lady all of a sudden, where are you going to go when you die? And I was like, <laughs> whoa, that's a really deep question for a Tuesday night when I'm getting paid so little for this. Oh my God. Like, she sounded like when, when you're saying like the repent and the laughing, like one of those Halloween, like when you walk by the dummy, it like cackle exactly exactly (laughs) it was just it was the most bizarre thing like a lot of weird stuff has happened working in cosmetics and I know like probably any makeup artist that's worked in a retail store can attest to that but that had to be like the most bizarre moment for me because it wasn't even like it was an in-person interaction it was just all over the phone and I was like did I just like conjure this up in my mind like what happened that is really creepy and did did she did you even get a sale out of the phone call? 
So she ordered a hat, but she returned it the next week. (laughs) So, and like, you can see your return. So I was just like, and I knew it was the hat because it was like a super weird price point. Yeah. And I was just like, this is for sure the old lady that, so I was like, did she call to like do this whole like hat situation just to be like, repent and then return it? That's her, um, that's her MO. Like she's calling every store and buying a hat. And she like went into like lipsticks and I was telling her about different like textures. Like if you wanted a creamier lipstick for this or like what you should use if you wanted more hydration or like whatever. So she just seemed like a sweet old lady who maybe was a little bored, who like was going through like some pandemic blues and wanted a conversation and like, who am I to judge? Cause we're all probably at one point hit that wall. But then it just turned super creepy, super fast. Yeah. I don't know about that, but <laughs> yeah, poor, poor lady. That's, that's yeah. pretty scary. I don't know if I've ever had an interaction like that on the phone. Um, wow. Yeah, it was bizarre. It was so bizarre. What about your next one where you had to deal with someone who is kind of sweaty and obviously was just. Oh, her. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Was this be- so- before COVID, right? This was before COVID. So this was probably like, this wasn't even recently. I want to say this was like my second year Mm -hmm. in, no, I would say it was like, it was two or three years into me being a makeup artist. And I had just gotten hired for this bigger brand that focused a lot on artistry. So we did a lot of makeups. And so I was like, okay, it was normal. You had makeups on the schedule. You're like, okay, whatever. She was my after my lunch makeup. Mm Mm-hmm. So I just got back from lunch. You know, you're feeling good. You're feeling full. You're feeling happy. I see this woman walk in and she locks eyes with the counter. And I'm thinking, don't let this be my three (laughs) o'clock. I hate when that happens when you're like. You just look and you're just like, oh, no. She looked like somebody who was going to be high maintenance just from the get go. Oh, no. And I saw that she was sweating and in gym clothes. Like she had just come from like a spin class. And obviously this is pre-COVID, so we don't have masks or anything on. I mean, not that we did makeup now after COVID happened, but like, you just like, you know, like it was just, it was a smell Mm -hmm. and not even in a rude way, but it was like a smell that I like, I will always remember. So she comes up and she was like, I'm here for a three o'clock. And I was like, well, yep, that's me. I was like, you know, being the professional that I am. I was like, well, hi, I'm your makeup artist. Like, I'm Ida. I'm going to have you take a seat here for me. And what I always do before I do somebody's makeup, I ask them, what kind of look are you trying to go for? What is your event that you're going to? Asking them some questions. Will you shower before you go? Yeah. (laughs) Like, are you planning on taking a shower? And she was like, oh, I'm going on a date, like, right after this makeup. In my head, I was like, no, you're not. You're going to shower first, right? And I was like, what are you going to wear? And she's like, I have a change of clothes. And I asked that question. I was like, oh, what are you wearing? And she's like, I have a change of clothes in my car. But, like, I'm running a little late. So of I need course. you to kind of fast. <clears throat> I was like, oh, this is already bad. Which like, translates think- into I'm not going to buy anything. So Exactly. And she's just like, I'm I'm like really running late. And I was just like, well, why did you do a three o'clock if you knew you had to be somewhere like immediately? <laughs> so whatever, we get into it. She's just, she smells so bad. And then she, like, it sounds so rude saying it. She like lifts her arms up to mm-hmm. take her bag off. And I was like, oh my God, I'm like directly in your face. And this is awful. 
And she takes her phone out and shows me a picture of guess who? Kim Kardashian. Yes. <laughs> Always. And in my head, I was like, you know, she was a little bit older. Mm-hmm. Not that that's ever a problem, but mm-hmm. her skin, her eye shape was different. Her skin was a little bit more aged and it was just a little different. And I looked at her and I said, okay, I can do a look very, very similar to this, but I don't think this kind of eyeliner would translate as well to the shape of your eye. Mm-hmm. And I can do something that I think would look better on you, but still keep this like palette of colors, keep it the same thing, like the theme the same. And she's like, no, this is what I want. Like tapping at her phone. (laughs) And I was like, okay, yeah, for sure, whatever. But then she had to come back and remind me, I'm gonna have to leave here immediately. And I was like, all right, no problem. Like, whatever, we'll do this fast. And like, at the time I was doing so many makeup so often that my, I could probably bang out a good makeup in like 30, 40 minutes versus the hour slot that we had. So whatever, I start doing her makeup and then she starts slapping the counter looking for a mirror. And I was like, can I help you find something? And she was like, a mirror. I was like, okay, like no problem. So I hand her the mirror and she starts looking and she's like, it's really brown. And I was like, what's really brown? <laughs> and she's like, the, the color that you put in my outer crease. And I was like, okay. And I was like, didn't know that you were judging a book by its cover here. I was like, we just started. And I was like, right. She has brown here before it transitions <laughs> to the black eyeliner. So it, it has to look like this before I start. And I was like, it's going to look very different when lashes are on. So don't stress. Mm-hmm. And she was like right. But this isn't what I asked for. I wanted the picture. And in my head, I'm thinking, I was like, what, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Why am I here? Like, it just makes you like really hate uh, your job at this point. Yeah. I was just like, what, like, why are you like this? Like, please. (laughs) And who who are you going on a date on with? Yeah. I was like, who wants to date you? Which is so mean. But I was like, you're so mean. So I was like trying to be as nice as possible, obviously, because like the customer is always right. It's always like them. You learn this the hard way. So I'm like, listen, I was like, no worries. I'm going to give you the look that you're looking for. I was like, just let me get started and let me pop some lashes on you and do the face. And at the end, if there's anything you want me to change, it's a really easy fix for me. I can add and take, Mm -hmm. Um, but just wait till the end. (sighs) She just gets so frustrated. And I was like, okay, whatever. I'm going to keep going. So I keep going halfway through. She did my biggest pet peeve when I'm doing makeups. What is it? Picked up her phone and started talking to her friend No, in the middle of me doing her makeup about her date. Now here's the thing. I've had customers and clients and obviously like when I do wedding makeup, some brides and things that I've done like that, Mm -hmm. they have their phone on them. They have people they need to contact. And so I'm just like, yeah, somebody needs to call let me know we give you like ourselves ample time for like little things to happen I'm like let me know if you need to answer your phone I'll step away give you a minute to talk and then we'll get back to it yeah but she just answered her phone and let's just call her friend Becky she's on phone with Becky screaming about how she's going on a date with this young guy (laughs) and how attractive he is and she's like spit talking ew and I'm just like 
I'm trying to get in there and like blend her crease and her arm is like crossing over her face. Like, I don't know. It was just, it was a mess to begin with. So rude. So we get through this makeup, whatever. At the end of the day, we get done, right? She's picked up her phone twice. She spit on me. She smelled. Like, I don't even know. Just a bunch of things happening. We finish the makeup. She picks up the mirror. She looks at her makeup and then back at me and she's like, you did all right. No, she didn't. She did. <laughs> she did. And I'm just like, my eyes twitching. <laughs> I remember I'm that like look. shaking with anger. And I'm just like, oh, cool. Okay. What can we get you? Right. Because at the end of the day, like, you're like, what can I pick up for you when you do the makeup and you're working in a retail store? And you're like, what is it that you want to take with you from what we use? And I was like, if you're going on a date, sometimes having the lipstick and the lip gloss I used on you, because I usually did both, mm-hmm. especially like if you had drier lips or whatever, you want a gloss on top. And I was like, it's good to have in your bag when you eat, whatever. She's like, no, all of the stuff that you used, I'm not a fan. <laughs> And I was like, what do you mean you're not a fan? You picked a makeup with the specific brand because you like this brand. Yeah. And she was like, I'll take the lashes because you put it on me already. But that's it. Well, and I was like, like you spit, you sweat. You did all these things. Yeah. And you were rude. But I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. So at this point, I just want to get her out of there. Whatever. I check her out. Like she continues to answer her phone while I'm checking her out. I don't know who she's talking to so many times within the like maybe 40 minutes I was doing her makeup and she's like throwing her card at me to pay for these lashes. She finally pays and then she doesn't even say thank you or bye. She takes her lash case and then she does the little thing with her hand. She's like bag, like almost like hurry up, give me a bag to put my little lash case into give her the bag. She walks out. That's it. Doesn't say thank you. Doesn't say whatever, just leaves. And I remember sitting there thinking, and I was like, there's a special place in hell for you, lady, <laughs> like special place. But that had to be probably like, I mean, there's obviously worse things that happen, but that was just like one of those things where it's like, you hear about the horrible customer and the horrible client that had to be so many of those things wrapped into one 40 minute makeup that I couldn't even like, I just don't understand. I'm like, how can you be so bitter? No, I think sometimes like, I really don't know why, but it's almost like they need to like belittle you in order to feel better about themselves, I guess. I don't know. And it's just like, it was bizarre. Like it was like, not bizarre, I guess. It was just more shocking that I was like, you, A, like you're going on a date and you reek. <laughs> yeah. You reek. So that's problem one. <laughs> I was like, you came from whatever spin class that you came from. And in my head, I was like, she'll rinse off. Or like, I know that so many of like those cycle studios, like Orange Theory or whatever that you're going to, they yeah. have showers. Like you can rinse off if you know you have to go straight to a date. But she just like did not smell good. And it was just like a smell that I don't even yeah. want to describe. <laughs> It was just so gross. And then you're like spitting when you talk. You're mean. You're on your phone. 
and it's not even on the phone where it's like a, Hey, like, how's it going? Like, I'm kind of getting my makeup done. It's like a, Oh yeah. Ha 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 ha. Kind of a phone call. And I'm just like, help me. I needed the repent lady then I should have <laughs> repented then. So that the Lord <laughs> helped me there, but it was, you know, well, but that was a, it was a rough makeup. It was a rough that's, 40 minutes. That's a nightmare in itself. It's like you're doing your best to sh- make them look like Kim K, which can be impossible sometimes. But and then they go and they kind of insult you and they're rude and it's it's not cool. And it's just like you think about it, you're like, anytime I go to like a hair salon or I go to get my nails done or like any of like you go to a, a tattoo parlor, right? They're all artists. They're all doing something for you. And you like, you're sitting under their hands, right? And I always think like, this is such an art. This is such a something that you want to be kind to those people because they're using their talent and their time on you. It just never occurs to me. It's like, even if it's not exactly something that you wanted, I've never been like angry about yeah. it. You know, I'm just like, hey, like maybe like for your hair, right? I was like, oh, it's a little bit... Da, 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 here maybe if we can just fix it or if it's like not fixable today I can come in on another day but like yeah. no big deal right never it's just like it is what it is it's like the same thing with makeup I can try and make you look as close to Kim K as I humanly can but there's only so much that I can do with an eyeshadow brush and some foundation yeah. like I can't I can't change your facial features so what is it that you would want customers to know, like that they may not know about being a makeup artist or beauty professional? I think the biggest thing for the customer, obviously, like we're doing this job because I love, I love working with clients and I love making people feel beautiful. And I think what they need to consider too is like, we're only people and we're going to do the best that we can. And if something that you don't like, or there's something that, you know, just maybe isn't up to what you would prefer, that's totally okay. I'm okay if you don't love my work because at the end of the day, I'm there to do what you want as your artist. So you can give me criticism. You can be like, hey, I really don't think I like that color as much as I Mm -hmm. thought in the beginning. Do you mind maybe switching it up? And I'll be like, yeah, that's totally fine. No worries. But don't come at me from a place of like anger. Like this is the ugliest (laughs) thing I've ever seen. This is so awful. It's like, no, no, no. Like, it's okay. If you don't like it, that's totally okay. Because at the end of the day, I'm doing a service for Yeah, you. and constructive criticism. Like, if, people can benefit from that to get better. Yeah. Just be nice about it, right? Yeah, there's, like, no reason to be snappy or rude. And it's, like, the same thing if, like, I get, like, I've had makeup artists do my makeup, too, for, like, different events. And it's, like, I usually, like, tell them what I want. I mean, I guess I'm kind of different. I'm very like open with my makeup. I feel like I'm really about artistry. So if they want to do something different on me, I'm all for it. But it's like, if there's something that I really did need for that time, I would just be like, hey, yeah, like this is what I'm looking for. But I've never been like, you know, I I love criticism because I think it helps my like, to become an artist, you're constantly changing. Everything is constantly evolving. Styles are constantly changing. So it's like the criticism is good, but it doesn't need to come from a place of like negativity or yeah, like totally mean. agree. Definitely. And what would you what would your advice be to other fellow makeup artists or um, people who work in the beauty industry, uh, maybe especially now during COVID? Like what advice do you have for them? I think it's really easy to take things personally sometimes. 
when people are like mean or rude or like weird things happen sometimes it really like I know that there was a time where like when I first started as a makeup artist it affected me a lot where I like I felt like it was a personal attack Mm -hmm. to me you know I was like you're being mean to me and that makes me feel hurt but I like as I grew into this position and as I learned more about it and I got further into it and I had more opportunities to teach I realized that it's not personal somebody being mean it'll happen. And again, it's like, it'll happen on a one-off. It's not going to be all the time, but you just can't take it to heart. You have to just be like, okay, maybe you don't know what that person went through today. You don't know what's going on. You don't know how they deal with things, whatever, but take everything with a grain of salt and don't let that affect you as an artist or make you feel less about your work because your work is probably impeccable. Excuse me. But that it's just that one situation was just off. No, I know what you mean. I, I feel like customers can have the power to sometimes make or break an artist, depending on what kind of day you're having. And, you know, it's important to have yeah. that confidence that, hey, I am a good makeup artist. And if like you have a difficult customer and they sense any sense of hesitation from you or like even self-doubt, like I feel like they'll latch onto that and like drill and drill and drill into you because they know they can get to you. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like that really affects people mentally, which I mean, it's like in any field, any field other than like makeup artistry or like any artistry, like when things like that happen, if you're in an office space and you do something wrong and you get called out for it, it's very discouraging. You know what I mean? But it's just what I can say to anybody that that happens to is like, just, you cannot let that deter you and like make a day like so awful it's like 10 seconds out of the day that somebody's going to be awful to you when there's so many other seconds where things that are great could happen so it's just like you cannot let it put you in a bad headspace about yeah, and like celebrate work. the wins and the good interactions that you do have cool exactly it's really good advice i could have used some of that back in my day <laughs> i know me six years ago probably (laughs) and then um oh yeah and full disclosure you and i have crossed paths at one point or another and i say that because people in the beauty industry they sometimes will work in the same store for a day or two or a few months or you're a freelancer or you're a vendor and you're in different stores so um we have crossed paths so i did want to throw that out there and um for the covid catch-up i like to ask my guests what have you been doing to help you during this time that you feel might be great for other people to know? So, I mean, for myself personally, and these are things that's really helped me. I do self-care days once a week, not necessarily like self-care Sunday, but I do a day where I literally give myself a facial and I eat junk food that (laughs) makes me happy. I drink a glass of wine and I just, I relax. I watch trashy TVs, <laughs> like shows or like old, like gossip girl type shows or vampire diaries or just something really stupid that I just like, it's super rom-com sappy. Um, so just kind of give myself the day to recuperate and be like, okay, you're a human being. Just take that time for yourself. And also I read, I've been reading a lot of books. I've read about 15 books since wow, the start of pandemic. That's good. And I, 
I read books for school all the time. So I feel like when I get to read a book for pleasure, it's really exciting. And my friends and I actually did like a virtual book club. Oh, cute. So we all got, um, like it was, what book was it? It's a TV show now. Um, it's like a HBO TV show now. I don't know why I can't think of the name, but it was like a book that we got and we're like, okay, so we're going to read this book together. And every Tuesday we're going to call each other for chapters one through two and six through whatever. And then once we're all done reading, we'll all watch the show at the same time and give feedback. That's so good. And I feel like it was fun because it was like, it gave us something to do and it gave us something to look forward to. And it's like, everybody talks about routine, right? But like, sometimes it's hard to maintain a routine because things are constantly changing. Things were closed. Now they're open again. And now they might close again. And you're just kind of like, it throws you in a loop. And being a college student, I have assignments due at midnight and some that are due at 7 a.m. And sometimes I don't go to bed until 4 a.m. Yeah. And so it's just my schedule's all over the place. So having those little bits of like normalcy where you're like, okay, I'm meeting with my friends on Tuesday for myself. And every Saturday night, I'm going to do a little, like two hours of self-care. And I'm going to watch one episode of a TV show that makes me really happy, whatever. So that's what I've been doing for myself personally. That's been really helping me. That's good. I like that you really put in that effort to give yourself some attention and stuff like that. Because it's so easy to forget and just to keep like drilling into what you need to do, your school, your work. And yeah, I... I know what you mean about the reading stuff, too, because I, I picked one up. Um, it's called So You Want to Talk About Race. And uh, I started reading through that. And I noticed putting a book by your nightstand really helps to just, like, makes it easier to read, I guess. Mm -hmm. Like, it's easier to find time because you're like, oh, I'll read, like, five minutes before bed. And those five minutes, like, really chip away at pages. It's pretty good. So Yeah, and it just gives you something to do other than, like, be on social media oh, yeah. and like the lingering thought of like, oh my gosh, I want to go here. I want to do this. And it's not possible right now. And for a lot of people, like, you know, I have family that's immunocompromised. So I have to be really careful because we all live in a house yeah. and I can't be like reckless about it for their sake. But it's just like, there's little things that you can't do. And I feel like social media really like hammers that into a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And it can sometimes be very overwhelming uh, for so for me like doing a book or doing something where it's more of like a mental escape just for you is kind of nice because then you don't have to worry about anything except your own like imagination going wild yeah and I think books can be like they're super beneficial because you're actually learning something or using your mind to imagine something and um, yeah kudos to you for not being reckless and a super spreader because yeah I feel like that's like the one thing it's like it's like embarrassing to watch it is it's it's disgusting it's like it's just like you know you go to like a dinner you want to go to a restaurant one time for a special occasion okay or like you see a certain group of people that you've all been very safe okay you know what I mean I'm not going to judge you for that because I know yeah. human interaction is hard obviously my boyfriend and I live in different houses mm -hmm. so we see each other he has roommates we're all very careful mm -hmm. but we're only really seeing each other we're not really seeing anybody outside of that bubble. Yeah. So I get that. But if you're like going to bars and you're like partying <laughs> it up and you're just like, yeah, whatever, like I'm going to go do this. I'm like, why? Why? 
Why? I don't know. I, I don't know if it's just like maybe because I'm in my early 30s and I'm just like I've done the whole drinking thing already. I don't really yeah. I mean, I enjoy a bar. I miss my like wine bars and like yeah, wine or like a nice dinner. Yeah, yeah. Beer and stuff like that. But it's just like I don't know. I think I think people get really brave and I think they're like either they don't get sick or they've gotten sick and it was really chill on them. Like they didn't really have bad side effects or they're just yeah. those asymptomatic people that just will never get sick probably and will just keep going. And yeah, it's awful. I totally agree with you with the social media breaks. It really does help a lot. Yeah. I just like, I feel like the most risky thing I did, I went to Korean barbecue, not going to lie. That was fun. Um, it was outdoor and you couldn't cook any of your own food. Mm-hmm. It was a very weird experience, but I feel like that for me was like very scary. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like going out right now is very, it's very scary because it's so different. Everything is so different. Yeah. I think I went out to eat outdoors twice, I think through this whole time. Um, and then the second time it, I had a lot of anxiety. Um, I think I mentioned this a few episodes ago, but I was close to like some bushes and stuff like that. And there was like not a lot of people around me. So I felt kind of okay once we were seated. But yeah, it is yeah. kind of scary. Like, I don't like it. Like, <laughs> it's just weird. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like it's such an uncomfortable environment. And it's just like, I don't know you. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> I don't know who you get around. Like, you could be an awesome person, but like, I don't know. I don't know anything. And then I get into my own head and I'm like, oh, what have you been doing? What is this person doing? Where have they been? And I'm like, I need to go home. I need to go home. Yeah. It's almost like, it's like just stepping out is almost like having like unprotected sex almost. Like, yeah. <laughs> like with the it's world. Just, like, I really don't know what the outcome is going to be. And if I'm going to get some sort of something. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's not a party without a party pretty hot has never meant anything to me until now it's like it's not fun if you're not wearing a mask yeah and social distancing <laughs> it's just not because like you know i don't i don't know you yeah exactly Where have you been? even people you know i'm like i don't really trust a lot of people <laughs> like i see yeah, what you guys I, do on your stories <laughs> yeah and it makes you kind of like realize the type of people that you associate yourself with almost i yeah. feel like at the end of it you're kind of like oh wow I didn't know you like to go to these super spreader events <laughs> like and you know and that's fine and I was living in New York City at one point like literally right before this pandemic happened I had moved home mm-hmm. um because I finished up school out there but I was just like I can't there's a lot of stuff like I have friends that still live in New York City and they're going out to like these events and these things and I'm like how <laughs> like I don't even like going on the subway when there's not COVID I mean you do it because you have oh, yeah. to but like after COVID, I couldn't even, I couldn't even imagine. Yeah, I, I can't imagine either. I, um, I think too, maybe like, and I don't want to judge people, but I kind of am. Um, I think some people just can't handle like, like doing the right thing. And they just figure, you know, their mental health what and effort. social life. Yeah. It's just, it's easier for them to just see people and take the risk, I guess. And they figure, yeah. you know. And I don't know. I just don't get it. But yeah. And it's like, you know, in a controlled environment, like with your family or like, even if you have like a friend, right. I have some friends that work from home Mm -hmm. and we see each other and I have some friends that, you know, we've all been very careful. Um, so we'll like go have a picnic. Yeah. Picnic somewhere at a park or like, you know, we'll like get together and do something just us, Mm -hmm. but it'll never 
be where like it's with people that you I know exactly what they're doing all the time yeah and it's never where it's like I'm concerned about what's gonna happen or if I'm gonna have to be worried yeah well you know we are living in a different world now and um it's it's taken a lot of adjusting but I I think I think I've kind of adjusted to what's been going on and kind of used to all wearing a mask everywhere and not really seeing yeah. a lot of people. But I, I like that I started this podcast because it actually forces me to talk to people and I'm I can be a recluse sometimes. So I, I like mm-hmm. that it's gotten me to catch up with people, especially. Um, so, yeah, I, I want to thank you for coming on and spending your time and taking your time out of your busy day studying and and doing all those important things that you're doing. So really appreciate you coming on. Well, thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. So if people want to follow you anywhere, do you have any social media or Instagram that you want people to? Yeah, I do. It's um, actually my first and last name um, is my Instagram, which is kind of a mouthful. I don't know if it's going to be posted on the podcast. So if you did want to follow me, that's totally cool. I don't have a makeup Instagram anymore since I've kind of stepped out of that life. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of not that I don't love doing makeup and anything like that, but it's just my personal Instagram. So if you want to just see it when I do <laughs> daily, that's completely fine with me. But yeah, that's my, my Instagram is just my first and last name. Okay. I will um, put it in the show notes. Yeah. And um, I was going to tell you something else. Oh, do you think you would ever go back to, I know you're trying to be a lawyer and whatnot, right? Um, would you ever do makeup again, whether it's like freelance or like in a store setting? Absolutely. I think maybe less likely in a store setting. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I don't know how much time I would have. I mean, never say never Yeah. because you never know what's going to happen. Um, but I definitely can see myself still freelancing. I mean, even in those little bits of time that I wasn't working in makeup for like the odd off sum of time that I was like living in New York and different things. Um, I still freelanced a lot and I did, um, I wouldn't say a lot. I did a wedding and (laughs) and some other things, but, um, I still like, I would be willing, or if I had a client that reached out to me and asked me to do makeup, I would still be willing to do it. I just don't know if I would go back to a a retail setting again. Yeah. Especially now. I think that's even yeah. And it's like, you can't really do, you're not, not that you can't really, you're not doing makeups right now in store and you can't swatch anything. You can't try anything on. So it's basically, you're there to guide the client to be like, I can't tell you if that's your foundation <laughs> shade, but it, it could be. That's so and hard. You know, it's like, you don't know. And you're like, oh, they're like, can we try it on? And you're like, you can't try it. And I can't try it. <laughs> so there's like, there's no touching anything so you're just gonna have to play it by ear which is really weird because it's like you know if you're going to buy drugstore makeup that's something that you're kind of used to because you're just like okay whatever but then when you're buying like these high-end products like I couldn't imagine going into like a Chanel makeup boutique and being like (laughs) um I want that foundation and they're like okay guess (laughs) (laughs) they're like figure it out so it's kind of weird right now but I mean obviously that'll change hopefully. hopefully in the near future but yeah it's it's very strange it's a strange world <laughs> well thanks again for coming on and good luck to your studies and your your school i know school's really hard um well it it is it was for me sometimes what am i talking yeah, about no. school i mean <laughs> yeah it's not hard for some people but 
Good job. Hang in there. <laughs> Thank you. And good luck with your wedding. Oh, thanks. Hopefully they stop calling you. Or hopefully. It's all email sailing from here on out. Or hopefully the virus just stops. And, you know, not for the sake of my wedding, but for the sake of the world. But that would help because then I could eventually feel comfortable getting married. Which, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>